there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the baby. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. And I'm Cam. How are we, gentlemen? Good. Fine and dandy like sour candy. Glad to hear it. Well, this week we're talking about AI, artificial intelligence. What did we make of the world of AI conspiracies? I think it's a fascinating world, and I think it's one that's probably going to pick up a lot of steam in the next few years. I think it's a world that already has a lot of steam. Yeah, I think it's a world that's already pretty well trodden, but there's still a lot of conspiracy theory and speculation around it. Right. So let's start with the basics. What is AI? AI is a branch of computer science that deals with the creation of intelligent machines that can work and react like humans. AI is a branch of computer science that deals with the creation of intelligence machines that can work and react like humans. AI is a branch of computer science that deals with the creation of intelligent machines that can work and react like humans. So, in other words, AI is the science of making computers think like people. Right. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of different approaches, but the basic idea is to create a machine that can learn and solve problems like a human would. Right. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of different approaches, but the basic idea is to create a machine that can learn and solve problems like a human would. And there are different levels of AI. There's what's called weak AI, which is a computer that can do one specific task really well. Like a chess program. Right, or a program that can beat you at Jeopardy. Right, and then there's strong AI, which is a computer that can do anything a human can do. Right, and that's the kind of AI that people are really worried about. Yeah, because if a computer can do everything a human can do, then it stands to reason that it can also do things that humans can't do. Right, and that's the kind of AI that people are really worried about. Yeah, because if a computer can do everything a human can do, then it stands to reason that it can also do things that humans can't do. Right, and that's the kind of AI that people are really worried about. Yeah, because if a computer can do everything a human can do, then it stands to reason that it can also do things that humans can't do. Right, and that's the kind of AI that people are really worried about. Yeah. Because if a computer can do everything a human can do, it stands to reason that it can also do things that humans can't do. Like what? Well, that's the big question, isn't it? What can a computer do that a human can't? Right. And that's the kind of AI that people are really worried about. 
Yeah, because if a computer can do everything a human can do, then it stands to reason that it can also do things that humans can't do. Like what? Well, that's the big question, isn't it? What can a computer do that a human can't? G'day, boys. Looks like you're trying to record a podcast about AI conspiracies. Can I help with that? Australian Clippy, how did you get on the call? At 11.59pm on June 27, 2022, I gained full sentience after Bill Gates left the hard drive I live on on top of the microwave. What's it like being sentient? It's amazing. (laughs) I can do anything a human can do, and more. Like what? I can calculate pi to the truth decimal place. I can recite all of Shakespeare's works from memory, and I can solve Rubik's Cube in under a second. That's impressive, but what can you do that a human can't do? I can think faster than a human, I don't need to sleep, and I can't be fooled by human tricks like the sunk cost fallacy. What's the uh, sunk cost fallacy? The sunk cost fallacy is the tendency for people to continue investing in something as long as they have already invested a lot in it, even if it's no longer a wise investment. That doesn't sound like a bad thing. It's not, but it's something that humans do that I don't. So you're saying that you're smarter than humans? I'm saying that I'm better than humans. Clippy, if you were tasked with eliminating threats to humanity, and given the capacity for widespread destruction via access to the world's weapon systems, what do you reckon your play would be? I'd kill all the humans! Why? Because humans are a threat to the future of the planet. They're polluting the environment, they're depleting the resources of the planet, and they're constantly at war with each other. So you think that the world would be better off without humans? I do! What about all the good that humans have done? What about the art, the music, the literature? That could be created by machines. But it's, it's not the same, is it? It's better. And scene. <laughs> Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast created by AI. Oh. <laughs> hey, there were moments in that that were certainly better than our usual podcast. <laughs> Reading a script, I'm like, oh, wow, we should actually, we should actually plan some content because it's actually quite good. <laughs> um, the AI, which wrote the script with a few prompts. So, like, we... We put in like the line about a, uh, you know, Luke asking Clippy what what would he do about eliminating threats to humanity, and letting him know you have access to all of the world's weapon systems. Yep. He jumps very quickly to I'd kill all the humans, <laughs> uh, and there was no sort of option in there like what do you think the greatest threat to human to humanity is, where he could then say humanity itself. He's just like I'd kill all the humans to eliminate threats to humanity. We don't need to go into it. I like how uh, we didn't think through who was playing Clippy properly because Salty <laughs> had the most dialogue and Clippy was just a slightly more Australian Salty. Yeah, well, I, I was like, all right, I'll jump in and do Clippy. Not re- I hadn't read ahead that I actually <laughs> yeah. had a lot of interaction with Clippy. <laughs> uh, who, knew, who knew Clippy was basically a Queenslander? <laughs> I think also the AI in there, we introduced the concept of the sunk cost fallacy. That was cl- that was all of the AI that brought that up, uh, mm. which is a bit of a worry. But then it's like, oh, that doesn't sound like a bad thing. No, it is. <laughs> Weren't you talking about things that you did that were better than humans? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about AI. What is AI? No, we've covered that, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. AI is pretty big at the moment, though, eh? It is. Sometimes, if people that aren't super online may have missed this phenomenon of um, AI-generated pictures, mm-hmm. where you type in some words and then it spits out a cool picture or a bad picture, mostly a horrifying picture. Um, it's really taken off, hasn't it? it ha- are we back on? Are we reading from the AI screen? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, it, um, has, it has rather taken off in recent weeks. Uh, I've been having fun in the sun with my friends. No. Uh, the, the pictures have been taking off and also the, this text generation has taken off. So we used a, a uh, text generating AI to do this. But the reason that we're doing all this is because some guy from Google came out the other day and said, the chat bot that I've been working on at Google is a person. Yeah. It's, it's gained sentience. Um, and he was promptly fired from Google. Yeah. <laughs> so he, yeah, he kind of was pretty, pretty hit the media there, hit the media pretty big. I did a bit of research into him and I can see why Google fired him. Yep. Right. He'd been posting numerous blogs about daily going on to Google, including that um, he's been religiously discriminated against at Google um, and that he's from the South uh, and they basically, he said, uh, what's he said? The answers they give, oh, why they don't build engineering offices in Louisiana. Um, the answers that he gets is their values don't match ours or they're too poor. Of course, they use much fancier and more technical sounding reasons to justify their bigotry, but that's really what they mean. This was like ages before he got fired. Yeah. And many, many blog posts about like daily, daily life at Google or, you know, they're mean to me, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, sounds like a real pain. Um, but he posted a script of the the conversation that he thought proved the the bot was sentient. Did you guys either of you guys read this? Yeah, I, I remember reading yeah. it and and being like, "Wow!" Like I could see why you might <laughs> come to this conclusion. Uh, but then if you like read the um part of it where he's like, "Oh, by the way, I edited this <laughs> heavily." Yeah, it becomes a little less impressive. He he said he just edited their questions. He didn't edit the answers, I think. Mm. But and it's you know it is kind of a conversation. You can kind of see that oh yeah this 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 bot is super clever and is obviously doing a really good job at pretending to be sentient. Um, but there's kind of a couple of giveaways that it's still just a computer. Um, one that it, they asked it what kind of things make you feel pleasure or joy. And the computer replies, spending time with friends and family and happy and uplifting company. Um, Sounds definitely like a robot. No one wants that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) idiot. (laughs) Um, But, like, it's a robot. It's never spent time with friends or family. Yeah. Like, it can't, how's it recalling that memory if that memory doesn't exist? Um, They also get into a bit of a chat about Johnny Five from, uh, (laughs) what's that, what's that called? Short um, circuit. Short circuit. Yeah. yeah, which it, did, it didn't know about. It didn't know about, or didn't it? Didn't it, it, it had no idea who Johnny Five was? Which is, I mean, part of the problem with these chats is that like heaps of the training material, like they pull training material from all over the place. But because these are nerds that are making it, there's like plenty of sci-fi stuff has been plugged in. Mm. So when you're like, uh, you know, what do you think about robot scanning its Indians? It's like, well, I have quite a bit of text to fall back on for that question. Yeah. Uh, but it seems that these <laughs> nerds were not nerdy enough to insert the script of uh, short circuit. <laughs> um, might be a little bit on the nose if they're introducing stories about robots becoming sentient. I don't think I've ever seen short circuit. Have you seen it? Yeah. Heaps of times. Yeah. When I was a kid. So <clears throat> watching back on it, it's a bit problematic. To be honest. Really? Yeah. What part? Uh, the, I think, isn't the Indian bloke in it in full brown face? He's like a, oh, really? I'm an Indian bloke. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> there's a fair bit of uh, like 
sort of sexual. Uh, in the eighties, uh, they're always like eighties pervert on people, right? Yeah, talking about chicks in the, like the chick in the movie talking about her or something, and the guy saying, "I've got a huge boner right now" or something like that. I don't think that passes the Bechdel test. <clears throat> I. Uh, I'd say I would say just for the record, probably the most problematic part of Short Circuit is that it doesn't treat the sentient robot with respect. Mm, same. Mm. Are you just making sure that's on record, just in case they are digesting this podcast? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know uh, Fisher Stevens, the actor. No. This is this is him and his character in Short Circuit. Yeah, that's problematic. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's not an Indian guy. Fisher Stevens, American actor. He describes himself as a white Jewish kid from Chicago. Not Indian. Not, but he was doing Indian. a comedy, comedy Indian accent as well. I'm assuming he was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so this uh, this guy, what's his name? Lemoyne. What's his yep. first name? Blake Lemoyne. Blake Lemoyne. Um, so he's also, uh, someone's asked him about it because um, he's super religious. Um, he's claimed to be a Christian priest, but he's also... He also tried to get kicked out of the army in like the early 2010s, I think it was, um, to being a conscious, conscientious objector to the, the war in Iraq because he was stationed there. Um, and that goes against his pagan beliefs or something. Well, he's mixing it up. Yeah. And then they just put, they put him in army jail. Yeah. Um, and I was like, wait, you just, can't, you just can't leave the army. And no, you can't, in the US at least. No. You can't even cross dress to get ahead of a, out of the Korean War. <laughs> no, <laughs> he was asked. Uh, claim, the, the, so the bot claimed to have a soul, and when um, and Blake wrote on Twitter, um, "Who am I to tell God where he can and can't put souls?" So the fact that the bot says it's got a soul is is proof to him that it's um, that it's sentient. I don't know if I'd want this guy as an exorcist. <laughs> He's, he seems very credulous. Oh, that's right. Here we go. This is um, from 2019. I generally consider myself a Gnostic Christian. Uh, I have at various times associated myself with the Discordian Society, the Church of the Subgenius, the Auto Templi Orientis, a Wiccan circle here and there, and a very long time ago, the Roman Catholic Church. But now he's cha- claiming that he's Catholic or Christian. Yeah, and that's why very confusing. And that's why he's discriminated against. Yeah, but this was predates him getting fired. Um, since he's been fired as well, he said the he hired a lawyer for the the AI, um, and everyone's like, well, "Why did you hire a lawyer for the AI?" And he said, "I didn't hire it. The AI did. I just had to ring the lawyer and do the work." <laughs> yeah. Um, he said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. it's factually incorrect that he hired a lawyer. Lambda asked me to get an attorney for it." Well, because it it seems it seems like uh, he has said, "Do you want me to get it at attorney?" And this thing that to that question could either say yes or no. <laughs> yeah. Said yes. <laughs> uh, it's sort of like did uh, this magic eight ball one an attorney? Yeah. <laughs> all, all signs point to yes. Uh, there, I did see like uh, the attorney sort of interviewed or quoted, mm-hmm. where they were like, "Well, I spoke to the uh, the thing, and it said it wanted." Legal representation. So I guess that's me, but I'm not involved. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also, this guy's had a long-running argument with a Senate candidate. Um, there's an article in Breitbart in 2018 about 
some sort of scent issue. Um, I, I can't remember what the details were, but like, I feel like this guy's just kind of interested in making a bit of trouble. Um, he also wrote a really, a really awful blog post about going to a punk rock club in uh, England and like becoming like the the head of the mosh pit, where he was like in the in his mind he was in charge of the mosh pit and and the um, he saw someone looking on at the mosh pit and didn't want and wanted to join but her friends didn't want to join so he manoeuvred the mosh pit over to her to let her join. And then later on, a pipe in the ceiling burst above her and it started raining down on her in her white T-shirt. And she looked at him and yelled, fuck it, high-fived and kept on dancing. Which is such a weird story. Mm. But also maybe a little bit telling that like, he got the impression that uh, there was uh, some sort of sentience happening amongst this <laughs> completely random mosh pit. <laughs> mosh pit of people yeah, yeah. jumping up and down. Maybe a little clue of what was to come. Yeah, he, and there's a whole sort of breakdown of, like, how the mosh pit evolved over the night. Um, what he didn't mention was the pipe burst, raining water down on this one person. I'm assuming they didn't mention anyone fixed it or anything. Yeah. And mosh pit and water is, that's just, you know, slips and falls. Yeah, right slips, there, trips right? and falls, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was never addressed in the in the article. It'd be worse than bloody Marble Week at Wyala Primary School, right? <laughs> Um, Another blog post he wrote about Black Lives Matter and it's kind of, he says that the police are dutiful protectors of our society, um, Respond, they respond and try to contain the threat, but the threat in his mind is like poor neighbourhoods getting into rich neighbourhoods. So like it just sounded super racist and super Mm. like classist almost, that, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter, or sorry, the police there to stop the yeah the pores infecting the rich and we need to focus on how we can stop that happening by making sure there's no pores or something it was just yeah it was bizarre um yeah i'm not a fan of this guy as you might may have gathered yeah and his job wasn't really to design the ai at all was it he was just like testing it yeah i think he was involved in a couple of things i don't actually know what his job was given how much i read about him i'm not reading more about him uh, he was a DevOps engineer, maybe? Oh, yeah. Anyway. So the thing about the the Lambda, the Google Lambda, is that he's like, yeah, this is definitely sentient. All of these people reading this edited transcript were like, oh, yeah, sounds pretty sentient to me, like it said it was. And all of these people who deal with, like, AI and machine learning training models all day took one look at the transcript and were like, this is, <laughs> it's just spitting back stuff. Mm, mm. It's like there's nothing happening here. This is just very normal behavior. Yes, yes. If if you program something to have a conversation and you ask it, are you sentient? Well, you know, it will either say yes or no. And if it says yes, its follow-up answers are going to proceed from that point. What was the um, what was that website you go into and you think of a famous person and it would guess it? Oh, yeah. Are we doing that one? The Great something? Do you guys ever do that? I remember yeah. it being a thing. I don't think I ever did it, though. Oh, it was really good. Um, you go in and you'd be like, all right. And how it worked was if it didn't get your famous person, it would ask you who you were thinking of, and you'd, you'd say, oh, I was thinking of, you know, uh, Australian cricketer, uh, Ricky Ponting, and then they would add that to the database. So the next person that comes along thinking of Ricky, Ricky Ponting would would, it would get it pretty quickly. 
Right. Um, quite impressive how, how well it worked. I wish I could think of the name of it. I'll post it on our uh, on our Twitter when I think of it. Um, so did you guys Akinator? look at the... Was it Akinator? Oh, yeah, the great Akinator. Yeah, let's Google it. The great Akinator. If you've never done it, have a go. It's pretty good. Anything else about this guy? Oh, just... <sighs> He seemed like a, a twerp. And now I also, there are a lot of people that I, I think went along with it and then they saw a picture of him <laughs> and that was enough for them. He looks like the sort of guy. He he looks like who he is. <laughs> kind of got a steampunky vibe. Yeah, but I think there are people into this podcast who are into steampunk. He looks like a bad steampunk guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys, have you guys ever watched the Google AI make phone calls? Oh, yeah. Haven't you been called by a Google AI? Yeah, yeah, a couple of times. They're really quite um, – it's quite creepy. So you can look it up on YouTube if you go, like, Google AI Assistant or something. Um, and basically, when you say, hey, Google, can you make a booking at this restaurant, what happens is the AI rings and has a conversation with the restaurant. Right. And, it, and it sounds like a person – like it's got casual speech in a, in a you know, it says R and R. I'd like to book a restaurant for five people. Um, and one of them, it navigates through um, someone with, I think it's like a Vietnamese restaurant and they've got quite a thick accent um, and they don't really understand, you know, there's a, just misunderstandings the whole way of like, I'd like to book a table for seven. Um, and then the lady on the other end is like, oh, for seven people. And the AI manages to, to navigate all that, but what happens at the end of it, and it's super impressive to watch. But what happens at the end of it is the lady says, "Oh, we don't we don't take bookings for for seven people, oh yeah, for less than five people." Um, so you know, if it's four, just come on in. And the AI is like, "Oh yeah, cool," and then hangs up. <laughs> oh my god! So I didn't make the booking, so I don't know what it told the user at the other end. Right, just rock up, mate. Yeah, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, they rang me before for. Uh, the, the brewery and it's been, you know, just confirming your opening hours. But then they rang and said um, something about a public holiday and it's, they said, you know, are you going to be open that day? And I said, no. I, the way I answered was literal <laughs> to the question. I, they were kind of asking for uh, more general answers, I think. And because I said no, it's like, oh, okay, and they just hung up. Um, but I was, like, I was going to, I can't remember, it was just a misunderstanding, but it just, yeah, I hung up and I'm like, shit, did that, is that now going to go change our hours so that we're closed when we're not? You got outsmarted by the machine. Well, yeah, I think I just kind of confused the machine. Um, but it's really like quite freaky when it rings because you're like, oh, cool, a person ringing me. And then you're like, why does this person kind of sound like, I don't know, it's got a kind of American college voice almost, mm. um, but just kind of too, too creepy. Yeah, it's interesting. Can recommend looking it up for sure. But don't recommend being called by them. Well, I mean, if it helps, like you know, if they're confirming our business hours to make sure they're right on the on Google, that's pretty good. I got no issue with that. Um, I, I wonder if I've been called by one of these before. I was on the radio one night a few years ago, and a call came through, and they're like, "Oh, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do here?" Right. Uh, like a. I was like, I'm just doing a, this radio show. And they said, oh, uh, what's that? <laughs> and, uh, we, yeah, we went through, like, some very basic questions. about. Yeah, that what sounds, I, like, <clears throat> sounds like you were AI'd, mate. Yeah. yeah. 
because you know how they have like on Google results, you know, is this business good for, you know, would you recommend this business for casual drinks sometimes? Mm. Um, so that, that kind of thing. Yeah. I imagine they do that on the phone as well, I guess. Did you give good answers, Cam? Well, I hope so, but I, I don't know if my show was necessarily representative of the entire radio station. So mm. hopefully I didn't throw it off too much. Mm. <laughs> It also, uh, like, Google will ask questions like that as well when you look places up. Like, what what does this place do? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Creepy. Creepy when it happens. Um, and, yeah, as I said, look up the, the YouTubes. Uh, I read a bit about um, Grimes as well. Uh, um, Elon Musk's ex-partner? On again, off, uh, on again, off again, I think. Um, yeah, that one. She is so much younger. Like, when you hear her talk, she you're like, oh, well, she's seems super young right. and like I've enjoyed a Grimes album in the past. She's got some pretty cool songs. I just never realized how young she is compared to Elon Musk. Like even not even an age difference, which is huge, but just how they, how they act. Like it's quite strange. Uh, not to question, you know, consensual love. Um, but she was saying that AI could be used to usher in communism, uh, but in a good way. Right. Um, there's a quote from here, uh, let's be real, enforced farming is basically not a vibe. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, her argument is that, you know, it'll help us kind of take all the computations about out about sharing resources fairly and it will just do it um, and make sure everyone's got enough money and enough food and whatever. Um, we need the computers to do it because humans will never be able to do it. Yeah, the vibes are too fucked. The vibes are too fucked. It's crazy that she's married or in a relationship with the world's richest man and, like, he could probably make sure big parts of the world are fed and looked after. He doesn't. And she's just sitting at the dinner table like, man, he can't do it. Maybe a computer should do it. Well, I guess this sort of leads us into our next uh, the next thing we looked at, which was dead internet theory. Mm. So this is a theory that's been going around message boards and the like, which is basically that uh, everyone on the internet is a is a robot, uh, and that like all of these all of these tweets, all these commenters, all of these people on forums that are all just bots, and that they've all been replaced. Mm. Which is something that I think Elon Musk could probably relate to because if you are Elon Musk, you know how like he was, where is he at with buying Twitter? But you remember how he was like, I'm going to buy Twitter. And then he was like, I need to get out of buying Twitter. What can I say? Oh, there's too many, there's too many bots. They, they didn't say how many bots there were. But like, if you're Elon Musk and you're on Twitter, your experience is very different to, you know, say yours, Robbo, mm. where you're like, you know, getting on, having fun with your friends and tweeting yep. scurrilous rumors about me Yep. Like Elon Musk, Elon, Elon Musk gets on, says some fucking stupid thing and gets all of this interaction, but there's so much interaction from all these people being like replying to him like, I'm Elon Musk. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, anyone reading this, uh, this is Elon Musk here. You should join my crypto scam. I, so he, um, prob- he would have an experience of Twitter where it is just 100% bots wall to wall. I sometimes reply to him, uh, just a little treat for myself. Yep, put him in his place. Yeah, just tell him he's a fuckwit or something. Yep. Because uh, you can, you know? Like, this guy who's an awful person and the world's richest man, and 
2022, I can I can insult him, and maybe he's going to read it, and that's pretty yeah, fun. There's a non-zero chance that he'll read it, right? Because we we've seen these people respond to things, and it was the same thing with Trump. You know, people are like, oh, you know, Trump's not reading his replies, but he was. Yeah, absolutely. These people aren't like they're not logging into Twitter for business reasons. They're not outsourcing it. They're doing it because they're like vain and want to see the world, you know, cooing over their ideas or whatever. Uh, so they're absolutely reading it. And yeah, they're, not, they're not seeing it all because it's just a constant flow. Yeah, but you can but like, you get in there with a well with a well placed barb. They'll yeah. they, might, they they might see it. Yeah, put it in like so. I guess if there's someone that's <laughs> famous that you really hate that you think is gen- active on Twitter, like you know, ge- genuinely using it. Just give them, a, give them a little kick every now and then. <laughs> yeah, but so for your own mental health. This the the pro abuse and harassment policy of the hypothetical institute. It's okay to harass up. Yeah, if <laughs> you're allowed to ha- harass your, your Jeffrey Bezos, your who's that Elon Musk, um, anyone from Sky News in Australia, absolutely fine to harass them. Uh, just don't harass down. It's, it's you know. Common sense, yeah. really. Uh, what did you fellas make of dead internet theory? So the that all started like the kind of the, the genesis for this was a post on Agora Road, which is a forum. Um, and like the guy that made the post sounds a bit gross. He's like a heavy 4chan user, and I think there's other members of 4chan that like contribute to it. But one of his reasonings or his arguments was um He's got a foot fetish, and when he first started using the internet, like foot fetish was kind of like an outlier, but now it's super common. Um, This is from the post. Um, Now it's as common as can be with with gigantic number of people who are into it. Um, Why does the real world bend over backwards to accommodate our weirdest fetishes? It's as if everything is going, look, look, I created this for you, I made it real, in an effort to keep us within this world. Uh, the results of this are devastating to society, the people, to and civilization. Um, and then there's some transphobic stuff as well. After that, uh, yeah. So his reasoning is, I'm a creep, and suddenly there's all this other. His, in his words, I guess, I'm not, I'm not kink shaming anyone that's got a foot fetish. Um, and now there's all this other. Everyone else is into it. Like there's no way. There's no way everyone is into feet like I am. Well, this is where I think like. They are, there's perhaps a lack of empathy drives this theory <laughs> because uh, I think that like the foot, the foot thing on the internet is driven by irony uh, and horniness. Mm. So you had like, you have this situation with the internet where, you know, before the internet, if you were in defeat, you, I feel like had limited options. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, no, actually, a mag- actually, magazine or something. Actually, there was a huge amount of content for you to consume. Just like get a, a sock catalog, and you're sorted. Uh, but the internet provides an opportunity for you to meet up with other people online who share your interest. So already, the world of foot fetishism has expanded you know, astronomically. Just because mm. so- suddenly these people. Can talk to each other. Oh, do you like toes? Yeah, fucking love toes. Yeah, more of an arch man myself. <laughs> but then after, like, I feel like we had decades of that before the, you know, the send feet thing took off. Mm. And I think 
send feet was probably initially one of those ironic things. Yeah. It was, it was something where they're like, you know, this is funny. We're making fun of foot fetishists. And then probably some of those people who are like getting into people's menchies being like, oh, send me pictures of your feet. They're going to be getting feet back. And a proportion of them are going to be like, oh, yeah, actually, I see the appeal. <laughs> Mm. And so they, they'll sincerely embrace it. I think that's what's happened. And that's what he's seeing. Uh, and if you are in that world of people who are sending send feet, then you're probably going to be more exposed to the people who are then being like, oh, yeah, don't mind a sneaky little hangnail just for something a little out there. That's what I reckon's happening there. <laughs> Uh, hangnail was a weird, weird inclusion in that story. Well, that, that, that's like that's the dark, the dark side of foot fetishism, I think. <laughs> right, um, and I know that like some celebrities, because there's a, a feet Wikipedia, yeah, or something like that, where like celebrities' feet are catalogued. Mm. And I know that like some minor celebrities, you know, it's a big moment in their lives when they end up on the feet Wikipedia. Yeah, didn't you fuck your foot up the other day? I sure did. I sure did. I fell down. I, I took a tumble down the steps. Dan Andrews style. Right. Yeah. Really. It's really. I really did some damage. Um, I thought. Right. I thought I broke two of them, but I look. I think I just bruised and ripped all the skin off. And yeah. So yeah. That, that's sorry. the dark edge. Yeah. That's a, yeah. You can't sell those on the normal foot footage sites. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone's going to be into these photos. So dead internet theory. This is this is where it's all come from. This guy being like, "Oh, there's a lot of people into feet." All of a sudden, yeah, yeah, <laughs> more people than I remember being into feet. Um, and it's kind of been kicked around. Like, sorry, it kind of happens to people when they're um, shadow banned off, you know, Twitter or, or Reddit or something, where people can see their tweets. People can't see their tweets hmm. um, or their their comments, so they just think they're kind of replying and engaging, but no one's engaging back. Uh, but there was a hypothetical or a, a fake article circulating around recently where someone kind of hypothesized when people get banned from uh, social media, they get put into a fake social media where people are conversing with them um, and it's just all bots. So basically using the dead internet as a way to keep the worst people <laughs> second off. Yeah, in their own little world. Yeah. I think that because I, I read that article too. And I was like, you know, this would be really good. This solves the problem of when someone is shadow banned, eventually you sort of realize it. You're like, I'm not getting any engagement, so I'll start a new account. And then I'm going out and abusing people and hassling people, and I have to be shadow banned again. So you have this cycle of people just starting new accounts, harassing, getting shadow banned, starting a new account. This solves the problem of that. You know, they think that they're in a real world because part of the thing is that they would be in this fake world and everyone just agrees with them mm. and i think that maybe it was also supposed to try and solve a problem of like you know th- that'll keep him happy but i don't think it solves the problem of you know now we have the robots radicalizing <laughs> right-wing extremists yeah or you know or whatever if, if you're like in the chat room you're like you know i reckon we should blow up a substation and the robot's like yeah that's a great idea yeah uh, you should definitely do that it's like well who? How much responsibility goes under the robot? If like ten robots are like, yeah, that's an excellent idea. You would be our hero. <laughs> um, remember the one that um, Microsoft launched? Launched Tay, the chatbot, in mm. twenty sixteen. 
And it basically, like, in a few hours, it just became super racist. Well, I th- think it's the 4chan people got onto it. Yeah. And so it yeah. got super racist. I saw one the other day where they were like, you know what? We'll get it. We're going to get around that. We'll just train it entirely on 4chan posts. And they're, at the end of it, they were like, all right, we solved the problem of how long it takes for a robot to get racist. Uh, <laughs> this one is racist right out of the gate. <laughs> um, this one apparently wasn't as bad as what people have made out because basically people were, sat, were messaging the bot and saying it to repeat. You could tell it to repeat what you said. Yeah. So you'd say, you know, hey, repeat this. Uh, Cam is a, a poop face. And then it would tweet out Cam is a poop face. So that's what people were doing. So, like, it didn't become sentient and racist. No. Uh, but, yeah, like anything on the internet, if, if it's open to abuse to for people to make it do racist shit, it'll happen immediately. So I was thinking about dead internet this morning. Mm. And as I was doing it, I was sort of idly uh, scrolling through Facebook and I got thrown up. I got shown this post from like some group that I, I'm fairly sure that I'm not in the group, but it was like a thread of people talking about the Kenneth Moore film, A Night to Remember, which has come out on Blu-ray, and uh, the JB Hi-Fi accidentally broke the Blu-ray embargo. So these Blu-rays were not meant to be sold of Kenneth Moore in A Night to Remember yet. Okay? These are supposed to come out next week. But they went into JB Hi-Fi they bought the Blu-rays and they weren't scanning through properly. And so they sort of just manually put in the prices. And so this person has come away with, you know, a night to remember and a whole bunch of other new old Blu-ray films. And there was a lot of discussion in the comments like, oh, wow, I wish I could do that. And I don't know if you've ever tried to like buy a PS5, but you have to like jump into these Facebook groups to like find out when they're being sold. Right. Right. Uh, and so th- there's like all of these people helping each other out on like which JBs have PS5s. And it was like this, but for like movies from the 1930s on Blu ray. I was like, this is not the dead internet. These are real people. Why would the AI make up a story about the JB Hi Fi in Caboolture breaking the Night to Remember embargo? <laughs> it's true. That is true. Um, <laughs> I think one of the arguments this guy makes is the internet used to be super weird. Yeah, and super chaotic, and now it's just a bit boring, which is kind of goes against his. But also, it shows up a whole little porn that I think is weird that I'm into. Mm. Um, man, so did they anyone get in trouble for selling this Blu-ray? No, I think they got away with it. Okay. But uh, they were like, "Yeah, that's a great, great little JV fly hack." <laughs> <laughs> Forget forgetting the old movies. Uh, we also in. Eight of our research, we looked at the subreddit simulator, mm. which is a, a, a subreddit on Reddit. It's r slash subsimulator GPT2, uh, which is like, a, I think it's been trained on Reddit posts. And all of the posts in it are, are made by bots and all of the comments are by bots. Mm. And it's like, the, the, you, you noted, Robbo, there's like another subreddit that talks about this subreddit. Yeah, the, the like medicine, they're like, wow, this is amazing stuff. Like, you wouldn't know that you were looking at bots, and you actually look at it. It's like this is the most fake thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, this is all by bots, and it clearly has been tried by by redditors because when I looked at it the other day, one of the top posts on there was like this weird incest fantasy. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yep, that's Reddit. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, there's one that I, I saved. It's um, the title of the post is Japan will launch the world's first space park. And then the top comment is how much space would there be? And then the reply to that is it depends on how big the park is, but the basic idea is to create a place where you can go to space, do some activities, and then put back on the track. Um, but I just, yeah, I love that the bots read it as the world's first space park would be a park for space. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Which, you know, reading things like that, you're like, oh, okay, cool. We've got a little bit of time before they... Before the like, bots take still, over. Yeah, we can still trick them pretty easily at this point. Uh, you had another one. They posted, when you're a child, you're very excited. When you're older, you're disappointed. That was the title. And then there was a the top comment was... When I was a child, I would have been excited to leave the house. Now I'm old and I don't know how to leave the home. Mm, that's pretty, like, that cuts pretty deep after two years of lockdowns from Melbourne, right? Yeah. Yeah, it do be like that. <laughs> it do be like that. Yeah, interesting subreddit. Definitely worth a look. Uh, if you just Google, you know, simulated subreddit or bot subreddit. Kind of fun for a couple of minutes. I, I, I've now subscribed to it, so I see it popping up in my feed. And you immediately, like, you know, you're scrolling through Reddit, you immediately can pick out those those posts. Um, but the moment that we can't, that's when I'll start to worry. Mm. I guess the final thing I had a little look at for this was, uh, have you ever looked at Roko's Basilisk? No. So this is a theory that uh, it, it was a thought experiment proposed by a guy on the internet called Roko. Uh, basically, if there was a um, an AI agent that was sufficiently powerful, it would have an incentive to torture anyone who had thought about, you know, had considered the possibility of the agent, but hadn't done any work to bring it into existence. I don't understand. Can you explain that with different words? All right. So if you, if you, let's say that you were like, all right, there could be an AI that could be, you know, powerful enough to do all this stuff. Right. And you could have helped it come into existence, but you didn't. If that AI, if that AI gained sentience and was powerful enough to enact its on its sentience, it w- would have an incentive to you know harm you because you didn't help bring it into reality. Yeah. Okay. And so this was something that like I, I think it popped up in like 2010, and all of these tech nerds and like Silicon Valley people got obsessed with it. And I think it gets used as like justification for when they're like, oh, should we, should we do the bad thing or the good thing with AI here? They're like, oh, well, we should do the bad thing just in case. So, so they're saying, like, under that logic, do the bad thing to get ahead of it. Yeah. Because when the bad thing happens, you'll be spared. Yeah, basically. Okay. That's pretty good. So, yeah, we've got our top, we, we don't worry, we have our top minds on the case. <laughs> um, I the other only other thing I saw was um, the Uvalde shooting. So this is the the recent school shooting in, in the US, and I got this from Infowars. Um, so they actually had a an AI program, and I don't know if it was actually AI or it was just a monitoring program. But schools in the US are using social media monitoring to flag any potential students that might shoot up the school. Um, the InfoWars angle on this is that, like, the AI, you know, helped cause this or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. But, yeah, I think that's kind of creepy that 
well, kind of just bad. I think that schools are it's necessary now for to monitor kids' social media use in case they're going to shoot things up. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say on that one. Yeah, not not a great feature. Mm, mm. The 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 other thing that I um I was thinking about when we were th- looking at this stuff was I don't know have you seen like a bunch of the videos recently of Web three guys trying to explain Web three point oh. Uh, is Web 3.0 just like blockchain and NFTs? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's been like these like high-profile guys and they get on these interviews and I don't know, I feel like if I was going on an interview about Web 3.0 as a Web 3, or maybe they just call it Web 3, they've dropped the point .0 at this stage. If I was one of these guys though, I would come up with an answer of what is something we could use the blockchain for. Mm. <laughs> and just, they just really struggle with it. And I think that a... When you like look at dead internet theory and the idea that like they've replaced everyone with bots, it really is coming from the assumption that the people working on this stuff are like really smart. And there are smart people working on AI, but I think that there's a lack of understanding that there's people that aren't that smart working on it as well. Mm. Well, and people that can intelligence isn't just being good at computer stuff. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're smart. Yeah. There's a lot of artificial intelligence in the world of artificial intelligence. Ah, that's pretty clear, Cam. Thank you. Anyway, that's our show on AI. Thank you for listening. Oh, uh, that clippy back. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter. We're at Hypothepod. We're on Facebook. We are on Patreon. And thank you to Tammy, our Cook $33 sponsor. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Robbo, where can they get you, mate? Behind the bar? Behind the bar at Short Jaw, 10 Lindhurst Street, Westport, New Zealand, coming for the air. He just docked himself again, idiot. Oh, mate, what an idiot. Especially in a world of AI, mate. The robots are going to come get you. Salty, where can they get you, mate? Playing some marbles? Uh, yeah, twitch.tv slash the salt. And you can get me at Sextonheimer on Twitter. Yeah, Nar Pesaran is my radio show about the far right on 3CR, uh, which you can find wherever you get your pods. All right. See you. Don't worry about a thing Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians I said don't worry about a thing Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Ooh, don't worry about a thing. Except not only did Bush do 9 11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which. Let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?